Matthew Thomas, you are watching Super Cool Radio. Got some very cool guests with me at this time. They're an awesome alternative metal band from Wisconsin. Please welcome Evernor. Hello. It's <laughs> 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 so awkward in interviews. Yeah. <laughs> Make it up, Evernor. Joining me now, we got Ben on vocals, Vic on guitar, Trevor on bass, Paul on drums, and Nathan on guitar. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Thanks for thanks having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I started listening to you guys, I think, uh, beginning of last year, uh, like right, I think either right after, right before you released uh, Sadistic Heartbreak, because uh, I was I started uh, uh, working with DI Records on a few interviews, so that's how I got uh, listening to you guys. But uh, I really like, uh, obviously, your message in the music, and also the, just uh, Van, your killer vocals on there. I really enjoy them. Well, thank you. Thanks for the support. Of course, and so I know you guys are from Wisconsin. I've interviewed a few bands from Wisconsin on this show. So, like, what is the music scene like uh, in Wisconsin? Uh, it's it's very cover friendly. Uh, people want to drink. It's Wisconsin, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, they want to drink and listen to songs that they know. So that can make things really challenging for the original bands. Um, you know, we get we get yelled play Freebird a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys play Freebird? No. <laughs> uh, but that, that has been a lot of the feedback that, that we get after shows is you guys should play some songs that people know, play some covers, and, you know, we're, we're all about original. So. Yeah. There's plenty of bands out there to do that. Yep. It's a very oversaturated amount of fans out there that will do that. And I think a, a big struggle with the, the whole scene right now is that a lot of it is uh, – a lot of metalheads are kind of introverted and a lot of where the live music's taking place is bars and establishments that don't really sit well with them. So it's hard to get people to get, go out there to, especially when we have like a younger audience audience too, that's under 21. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. hard to get, get them a place that's all ages around here because it's all bars and everything like that. So it's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, we got kind of some similar. I'm in I'm in Indiana and South Bend, so I'm terribly far away from you guys. Um, but yeah, we kind of it's very cover friendly here too, where it's mostly like cover shows and stuff. But like the thing around here is we don't really have like very many venues, and if they are venues, they're only like their bars are 21 and over, so it's hard to get like that all ages show. Yeah, we definitely need more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we have very few mm -hmm. all age venues. Yeah, same same around here as well. So. Uh, I mean, I really like original music. That's mostly like the the shows I go to is mostly original, you know, original music because covers are cool and all. But if I'm not seeing the original band, I mean, it, it kind of waters it down for me a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, definitely respect to the cover bands. You know, it's just it's yeah. not the scene we play. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so focus on you guys. I'm obviously I'm chatting with Evernor here. Uh, so how did you guys get started as musicians before joining Evernor? Oh, geez. <laughs> Go for um, it, y'all. Yeah, I, I played a lot of rock band. <laughs> a lot of rock band? Yeah. <laughs> and then a friend of mine was like, hey, you're pretty good at the drums. Do you want to drum in my band? And I was like, well, all right. <laughs> and then I haven't stopped drumming. I feel like that happens to a lot of people, though. For drumming? Yeah. Or for, for especially for drumming. For music, yeah, yeah I think it. Yeah. Guitar doesn't really translate. No. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just always wanted to play guitar. So I worked my ass off one summer when I was like 13 and bought some equipment and it was terrible. And I just kind of struggled through it until I figured it out. Uh, all these damn kids got YouTube and stuff to learn. <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> Nate, you've got some experience. I suppose, yeah. Well, I started, my dad started teaching me and then um, took some lessons and then I played in like band and stuff in high school. And uh, yeah, just, um, just kept with it. Um, it's just kind of the cornerstone of my life. Um, yeah. yeah, and then I, I was playing like open mics and stuff, and then um, I saw a Craigslist um, ad for Evernoir, and then <laughs> the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I, I kind of had the same rock band thing. I think that's what really made me want to do something. It made me pick up the drums in the first place, which didn't, it didn't take especially not having a good place to live and practice, you know, how difficult that is. Mm -hmm. um, I do. But then I switched over to guitar, which I still play guitar from time to time. But on a whim, I bought a bass because I just wanted to keep learning every new thing that I could possibly learn. And then bass just stuck with me. And I've, also, I've always um, had an interest in singing and doing like vocals and stuff too. So I've always kind of practice that on my own and then Evernor was the first place that I was really ever able to like expand on that and see what I could do with it so that was really neat to do it was really neat yeah <laughs> yeah he had approached me and saying he wanted to do some more clean vocals and uh asked if we could maybe make a spot for him you know this was pre-bass position obviously and uh I wrote the Rats of Hamlin for the two of us to sing together so he killed it on that um i've been singing god since i could talk i've always loved singing um i didn't really start getting into metal until i was about 15 i started listening to a couple bands and then i kind of like crash coursed at about age 19. um and at 19 i was like i want to be a metal vocalist and uh, I started learning, like experimenting, growling and, and things like that. But I'd previously been in choir and um, just always, always thought of myself as a singer. You know, back in elementary school, I was trying to put together like little girl bands, like in the 90s, you know, like, let's do dancing and sing these really stupid lyrics I wrote. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Yes. <laughs> that's really cool yeah definitely uh, i you're not the first person uh sorry go back to uh to paul uh you're not the first person to say the rock band inspired you to play uh to play an actual instrument i know a couple uh in musicians like, i've interviewed that said yeah started playing rock band and i got really good and then i was like ah transition to real life it can't be that much harder 
<laughs> it couldn't be that much harder. It could be that much more expensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Right. <laughs> it's just a little bit more. I mean, plastic compared to real instruments, it's not that much more expensive. No, no. Yeah. Rock Band gave me this unrealistic like it set a bar, an unrealistic bar for like stage costumes too. <laughs> like yeah. I'm always yeah. chasing after those stage costumes. I actually got a my first O-ring belt, and it's like the O-rings are super huge. But I wanted one ever since I saw one in in rock band. So I'm always like chasing after those costumes. Thanks, rock band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for setting unrealistic standards for all of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Then for you, for um, uh, how, how was the transitioning from like, uh, like you know, as you said, you sound choir to like becoming like a metal vocalist? Was it like hard of a transition or is it just like uh, that was like a natural progression for you? Uh, yeah, it was a difficult transition. I didn't I didn't think of it that way. Um, but honestly, our first couple of years as a vocalist, I was rough. Um, I technically learned how to sing in a falsetto um, or a head voice. So, and I wasn't actually properly trained on using my diaphragm um, or really how to use my voice to the best of its ability um, and really like nailing notes and everything. I, it's it's been in the last couple of years that I've really honed in on that and I'm learning so much more about my voice and uh, developing it and everything. So yeah, those first couple of years, you know, like I listened to recordings of it and it's like, oh, oh it's so bad. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to listen to your own, own voice as it is, but um, I'm trying to get better at praising myself. I'm quite proud of how I've progressed these last couple of years. So um, yeah, I would say that it was actually challenging for me to go from singing folk songs to metal. Yeah. That's that's been of a uh, it's been of a transition, definitely. Just just a little bit between the two genres. <laughs> But that's really cool. I think definitely you guys have really hit your stride. I think as a band, uh, from my, you know, from what I've heard from last year and uh, you know, before, obviously before that as well. But I think you definitely, uh, definitely hit your stride with the music. I think with the vocalist and the uh, uh, music as a whole. Thank you. Thank you. So, so obviously, so we heard about how you guys started as musicians, but uh, how did you guys come together as a band, and how did you choose the name Evernore? Automatically. I met Vic um, back when I, I had been on Craigslist and there was an ad for a singer. And this is, you know, when I was like, I'm going to be a metal vocalist, but I don't know how yet. Um, <laughs> I, I answered the Craigslist ad and I went in and uh, it was a band called Cobalt Aria at the time. And I auditioned and there was some, you know, disagreements about whether or not they wanted a female vocalist and I really couldn't scream yet. And uh, so the members really wanted some screaming. Um, and strangely, I was the one that did. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so the bassist at that time, Ed, uh, who is one of our original members, he had messaged me, we stayed in touch, you know, I had bowed out. I didn't want to break up the band. Um, he messaged me and said he was thinking about leaving and wondered if I would be the vocalist. And I said, yes. And uh, he dragged Vic with him. 
And uh, then we met this guy because we transitioned over and, uh, you know, Nate joined us from Craigslist and Trevor on, on bass with, with vocals. Um, we came across the name. We were going through a number of different name ideas. Um, I thought of Evernoir on my way to work one morning. I heard, I was listening to Alisana and I heard the word Evermore and it just clicked. And I like, I knew it right away, like Evernoir, that's it. And you know, when I presented it, it just all kind of clicked, you know, it, it worked with the lyrics, the message, everything, because, you know, ever black, it's a, it's a darkness. So, um, you know, a lot of, for a lot of people, depression never really goes away. It's a, it's a lifetime struggle. So it really uh, meshed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely for for, for real, I definitely, and you have depression is definitely, you have good days and bad days, but like everybody like kind of goes through those ups and downs as well. But you touched on a little bit. So like, what is like the, the message of the band Evernore? We focus around abuse and suicide awareness. Um, my lyrics were always headed in that direction. I have always been very passionate about helping people because, you know, what I, went through then means something, you know, like I, I am so much more mentally sound now than I was. And I, I wanted to help other people. And I started talking to these guys about it and, you know, just kind of feeling it out. And we realized we all did share a background in, in depression and um, music helped all of us. That was common ground. Uh, so it kind of became a really easy thing uh, to say, you know, like this is, going to be something that we we fight for because it's still such a taboo to certain generations to talk about it and it shouldn't be you know you need to bring light to that and um kill that toxic positivity too uh and just let people know that they're not alone and there there is a out and uh, music is such such a therapy so we wanted to offer that yeah, it really is. It's a very powerful tool because, like, you can express emotions that uh, you didn't know you were feeling in music. Like, you can feel it in the music. So, I definitely, I think music definitely is a uh, very powerful tool, and especially to, especially as you said, with like the taboo of uh, mental health and stuff that, like, still some people are not uh, as comfortable talking about it and stuff. But just to feel that you're not alone, that like other people go through this as well, I think it's definitely it's a great message. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> glad, I'm glad. <laughs> but uh, some I, I've heard, uh, I've heard a rumor that you guys are working on new music. Uh, can you touch a little bit on that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're trying. It's not that big of a secret. Yeah, uh, we're working on our next next album. Um, we do have a release coming on the near horizon without giving anything away. Um, but what's changing about this, like we're, we are getting a little heavier so far. Um, and that's been pretty exciting this past, during quarantine, I learned how to fry scream with Melissa Cross and I've been honing that with um, Mary Zimmer of Voice Hacks. So we've, the new music is really featuring a lot of that and uh, some awesome kick-ass riffs and some excellent drumming. And it's just, it's all sounding 
really sick. I'm very excited to be sharing it. Um, and obviously, you know, we're gonna hit the studio and push that out where, where we can. Um, we've been pretty, pretty busy with shows happily. So yes, yeah, um, <laughs> writing has been a little spottier than, than it was mm -hmm. with Heart's Deception, but it's a good reason to be delayed on writing. <laughs> yeah. No, we're working too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good reason that there's obviously shows uh, coming back that you can, you know, you put a little break on the writing because obviously shows are coming back, live shows, which is awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy for I'm glad uh, that we have shows again. That's uh, actually a lot of, I'm probably going to go broke by the end of this year with every, every band announcing a tour in like, in June, my bank account's at zero by July. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good to see the scene coming back. Yeah, a lot of people are really excited just to be outside mm -hmm. in a group. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think yeah. everybody kind of needs it. Oh, for sure. Especially like, um, you know, when, you're, uh, when everyone's like couldn't, uh, you know, be out and do stuff. Like, it's really cool that we actually have the opportunity to actually have concerts again because I've met like so many great people just like going to concerts and stuff. So it's it's nice that we have uh, live music again again because I love it. It's what I, it's what I love. Yeah, we love connecting with people at shows too. For sure. And for uh, for anyone who hasn't seen you guys, what can they expect from a uh, Ever North show? Me trying to dodge <laughs> a lot of smoke and hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so much hair. Well, yeah. Energy. Well, beard hair. There you go. hair. We definitely don't take <laughs> ourselves too seriously now. Oh my yeah. gosh. We all have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Um, I think what we get hit with most is I love the energy. Um, we have a very energetic stage, uh, especially, I would. Definitely, say, I can't sit still. I know personally. Yeah, like, I'm not still at all. And like, even for three seconds, I'll just I make things hard for unphotographers. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can guarantee a string will break on big Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. that's been pretty consistent. Put money on that. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. definitely gonna break a string. <laughs> yeah. And and you can expect a drinking game. <laughs> um, we call him Vic without a pick. I keep, like, I point back here. It looks like I'm pointing at Nate. Learn your camera. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We call him Vic without a pick. So every time he drops a pick, take a drink. Yeah. yeah. They think it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we just hope they don't die. <laughs> yeah. We should give you a, yeah. a thumb pick. I've tried it. It doesn't work. No. Damn. <laughs> so, uh, what's the highest number that's got to? What's that? What's the highest number that drinking game has got to? Ugh. Probably at least 10. I want to say 12. 12? Yep. Yeah, Let's say we've gotten up to 12 right. drinks. I go through a lot of picks. <laughs> a lot of picks. And now strings. Yeah, yeah. and evidently strings, though. Yeah. Every That's show we've played thing. this year, he's broken yeah. a string. <laughs> yeah. We a year off, so now I get like a huge adrenaline rush as soon as we walk out there. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> yeah. You just spent all the pandemic just doing curls. Do we just break a string? Like, is it almost at the end of the set, or is it like a couple songs in? It's towards the end. Yeah. Okay. So usually towards yeah. the end. Um, sometimes it'll be just, yeah, just mm -hmm. randomly. Yeah. But I had another. Uh, don't say. I've done, it, I've done it literally every single show that we played this year. Yeah. It's like 
It's yeah, we crazy. We practiced a couple weeks ago and I broke four strings. <laughs> yeah. It's impressive. He grabbed his backup guitar and then broke three more. Yeah, then I had to go inside and get my just recording guitar and yeah. It was bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Keeping Ernie Ball in business. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Buy stock in Ernie Ball. We're going live again. Yes. <laughs> You're the one keeping the stock prices up. Oh yeah, we got another order from Vic, man. That's like yeah. this week. I call it Vic Flation. Ooh, yeah. That's good. Sponsor for this one. I should. Yeah. So many you buy. Yeah. I, I I need more strings. I desperately need more strings. Please help me. Please sponsor me. <laughs> well, that, that's really cool. Hopefully. So you, you broke seven strings in a day. That's pretty impressive. And I, I was, was four. Oh, yeah, four? Three guitars, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Still, I broke three on the one guitar. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's the... Impressive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you can expect that in the Evernote show, uh, dropping picks and breaking strings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys signed with DI Records, I believe, uh, last year, like right, like right around pandemic. I want to say last year. Yeah. Uh, so how'd you guys get hooked up with DI Records? Uh, I was friends, Facebook friends with Dakota, the owner, and uh, he was kind of uh, purging Facebook friends when he found us, and uh, just kind of checking out Facebook friends band pages and all that and yeah he stumbled across us and i got a very excited eager message <laughs> yeah. um so needless to say i did not get removed from the friends list uh yeah we were all really excited to sign on with them that was a it was a cool deal and they've been good to us mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah, for sure. I've, I've had, uh, I work with DI Records on interviews, as I said, and uh, what I really noticed about Dakota and DI Records is that like, he really cares about the artists. He, he wants them to make it. He wants to get them distribution. He wants to get them interviews. Like He wants to actually help artists instead of just signing them to say they've been signed. Yep. Couldn't agree more. For sure. And I did like the one line where we were setting up this interview that you're a shark on stage. So I did like that. That was the Dakota line. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a thing for sharks. So there's actually like a whole pile of shark plushies just off screen here. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them from Dakota. <laughs> I can see that. I think Shark was was Shark Week coming up, or is that already? Oh, nice. It is coming up. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I, th I, saw, I thought I saw a commercial for it. I was like, oh, Shark Week's coming up. That's pretty cool. So because. They always do a bunch of insane stuff with sharks, and that's always cool. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that we're learning more and more about them too. I'm just collecting all the information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the stuff that gets me is like when people are in a shark cage with like a bunch of sharks swimming around them. Like that's cool. I'm I personally I'm good. I don't want to do that. Bucket yeah. list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'd like to see that one day. I, I want to see that. Maybe you'll be on Shark Week one day. So I would love that. that would yeah, yeah. that should be a life goal. Yeah, mm, definitely. Right on for sure. All right, so uh, so obviously you guys have been banned for obviously musicians as we talked about and a band for a while. So uh, what's kind of advice for uh, up and coming ba uh, musicians and people thinking about starting a band? I'd say just stick with it, like. There's, yeah. there's always hurdles that you have to 
jump over, uh, especially just starting out learning structures for stuff, you know, honing your craft. Like it can get hard sometimes and it, it can, it can be pretty easy to just go, I'm just going to stop. But like, if you just keep pushing, you're just going to be so happy. (laughs) Well, with like the progress and stuff, you know what I mean? I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're just gonna be yeah, so yeah. happy. It's like the the, to- the change of tone. That's, yeah. what, that's what made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, like the hard work and tenacity trumps the uh, like the like you know um, raw talents. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just, yeah, if you want to be successful, it's going to cost a lot more money and a lot more time than you think it does. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, you're going to go hungry a lot more often than you think. <laughs> Yes, and tired. Yeah. So tired. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I would say stay true to yourself because mm-hmm. everybody and their brother in this industry is going to try to tell you how to do things yeah. and that you're not good enough at this. You're not enough of this. Um, you're doing this wrong. Um, why don't you have everything available right away for free? You know, like make stuff available that you want to make available. Sell your product the way that you want to sell it. And make sure that it's your own brand. Like, yeah, definitely. Sorry, Vic. No, I'm sorry. I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, if somebody's telling you that you're doing something wrong stylistically, you're on the right path. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like, if they think that you should sound more like X band, whatever, whatever band they're trying to compare you to, and they can't, you've done something right. Yep. And uh, crap. Now I've lost yes, my. Yeah, <sighs> <laughs> I would say show yourself to people that are going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. I've I've known a lot of people who they just get lied to about the things that they're putting out. Oh, this sounds so good, and then they bring it to actually honest people, and they get destroyed because it's not actually good. They just don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I remember what I was going to say now. (laughs) It's important to heed advice like of people that you trust and the people that have been around this industry for a really long time, you know, definitely don't snub them. And that's, you know, not what I'm trying to say when I say stay true to yourself, but a lot of it is a money grab. You know, people reach out and they're like, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong because they're trying to belittle you. So you buy into whatever it is they're trying to sell, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, jumping like buying their way under their playlist or their studio or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but then you also have those fans that'll, will be like, yeah, why are you doing this and not this? Like, why, why are you releasing albums? I, you know, singles are where it's at. Why are you releasing singles? I want an album. Like <laughs> you're not going to make everybody happy. So make sure that you make yourself happy. Yep. Yeah, I, I like all that advice because I mean, obviously that applies to music, but I also think that applies to like life in general. Just you know, for some stuff, I know a lot of people have told me with my show, "Oh, you should do like this. You got to be like this person and stuff." And like, I, I know who to listen to, who to not when it comes to stuff. But I also at the same time, I just want to have fun because that, I think that's like the ultimate goal for like anything you do for you know, obviously if it's a band or a podcast, whatever, it's all about having fun at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. being happy. 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 Back to? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Eating unicorns and riding marshmallows. (laughs) Yes. 
sure. Yeah. I might have, I might name that video that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and also, you know, like going hungry. If you keep breaking strings, I mean, you're probably going to go hungry eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just... Yeah, we're all yeah. we're all yeah. going to starve because of Vic. <laughs> Thanks so much. He's gonna go yeah. bankrupt. We're gonna have to start dipping into the band funds just <laughs> for strings. <laughs> I could see that happening. We should have a tip jar for like Vic's string fund. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You might have to set that up. Yeah. Wonder how much money I've spent cleaning blood on my guitar. <laughs> Not as much as on strings. No. <laughs> no. Like. I bet it's for like 15 bucks. <laughs> it's not that much. I bet it is. Yeah, well, Gary Holt has an entire guitar painted in blood, so how much did that cost? Remember me saying you were a chatty bunch? Yeah, I'm going I'm to have to step in now. Uh, hey, blood design on a guitar, that actually that probably looked pretty cool, though. And you could say it's legit blood, too. It's not, that's not paint. That's my blood. Yeah. Well, there's like yeah. three blood paint guitars I can think of. Uh, Steve Vai's got... His two signature models. It's not the time for this. <laughs> <laughs> they look kind of weird, actually, but so. <laughs> so yeah, bloodstained guitars are. I guess they look kind of cool. I guess. Anyway, yeah. sorry, getting back on track. I'm the I'm the host. I have to I have to do stuff. Yeah. Um, what music have you listened to this week? Oh, um, you go first. <laughs> That's not the reaction I was hoping for. Uh, it's, it's it's mostly like trying to remember. I yeah. I have a bunch of random playlists. <laughs> a few bands came out with these. Like Machine Head came out with a new single. Yeah, well, a couple of weeks ago, um, and that sounded pretty good. Um, and then like King Woman had a single, Morning Star, um, and then Death Heaven. They kind of oh, yeah yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like a, mm-hmm. um, like indie, um, like death or black metal band. Um, they had a single come out. Um, that's what I've been listening to. <laughs> I'm always cycling through like Mushoga and Kojira. It's kind of always on my playlist. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that like our reaction to the question is not so much like <laughs> you know it's not negative at all. It's more like we listen to a, a lot of variety. Yeah, yeah. So yep. it's like, oh, yeah. how do I narrow this down? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for me, though, like this week, I've been vibing with um, NF, Faith Marie, always Infected Rain, every week, like forever. Um, and uh, Miley Cyrus. I've been jamming out to some Miley. Yeah, Miley, Miley is <laughs> um, I've been listening to, when I'm not listening to the radio, um, I've been listening to like the Lucid Furs. Um, they're pretty underground, but I think they're going on tour soon. And I think they're releasing mm-hmm. albums soon. Kind of excited about that. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that stands out. And I've been, radio. I've been trying to listen to the radio <laughs> to kind of figure out. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what other people are listening to, I guess. Yeah, I'm not having any luck there. I've been jamming uh, Upon a Burning Body, After the Burial, 12 Foot Ninja. Hey, yeah, nice. You guys are fun. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, super fun. Yeah. New song coming out soon, which I am pumped for. And I've, I've been listening to Red Fang's new album. I listen to a lot of uh, Municipal Waste, 
a war bringer lately. Um, Havoc too. A lot of thrash metal. Mm-hmm. Anthrax is always in my circulation. Yeah. It's my favorite of the big four, surprisingly. <laughs> big four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody has to <laughs> like Anthrax, and I figured it might as well be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, Anthrax is one of my favorite bands, so I mean, I can't, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. So. Yeah. He knows what's up. Yeah. Right. Are we fighting you? Vic does. Well, Vic fights. I, I was looking at Vic. I already know that I'm generic. I'm in the hell. Yeah, so this week I've been listening. Obviously, I've been listening to Evernor and uh, Lines of Loyalty. If you're another Wisconsin band, if you're familiar yeah, with them, nice. That's yeah. Cool. Do you know what area they're from? Roughly. Do What's you know, that? Do you know what area of Wisconsin? Kenosha. Yeah. Kenosha. Oh, Kenosha. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I was going to say, I think Milwaukee area, like I just saw this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm seeing them live uh, next week. So like I'm, I'm probably, it's them and the Almas, another great Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 yeah we're friends with the Almas. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are cool guys. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a good show. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Plus I'm doing an interview with the Almas at the venue. So I'm like, I'm really excited for that too. Nice. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah, they're, they're awesome. But yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I've interviewed both before. So that's why like you're the third Wisconsin band to be on the show. So. Lucky number three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, obviously I listened to a lot of Wisconsin music, and then I listened. I don't know if you're familiar with the Failsafe. Um, yes. I just saw them like uh, live a few weeks ago. That's when I started listening to them. So I'm like, I'm, I'm digging their like like pop metal electronic kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played with them uh, a couple oh, years. Really? Yeah, at yeah. Part Wolfson, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Where's the one of the, one of yeah, the, in the Twin Cities. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It was, I think, their first show back after hiatus. Yeah, so, yeah. I think so. Yeah, they've been doing pretty well. I'm mm-hmm. happy for them. Yeah, yeah, they put on a really good show, too. Like, I was really impressed for, like, not really knowing too much about them than seeing them live. They, they put on a very good show. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so I was... Coming close on time, so I'm going to be wrapping up this interview. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I do got one more thing before I let you guys go. Uh, what can we expect for Evernore uh, for the rest of the year to close out 2021? Some mm. singles. Yeah. New music. Yes. New music. Uh, more shows. Yeah, and we're going to keep more shows. keep bringing yes. it at shows. We're going to keep slaying. So uh, mm. we want to focus on increasing our radius. So hopefully coming to some newer cities and uh, meeting some new people and new artwork too. Yes. Yeah. Some new artwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so growth, growth developing, holy coming to a show near you. I love it. I love to see you guys live. I see all the action photos you guys take. So yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to play there. Yes. Yeah. Goals. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's all it's all about having goals. If you don't have goals, you're not doing anything. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. For Ben, Vic, Trevor, Paul, and Nathan of Evernore, I am at the time. It was a super cool radio. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.